when I was in my 20s, 26, I actually saw a shaman. And I don't really like to go back too much to um, like past lives, but she told me very, and you can take this however you want, but it's just, it, it literally will give you goosebumps what I'm about to tell you. She told me in some other past life, right? That I was a... Welcome to Finding Your Spark again. I am so glad to be here with you this week. My guest today is Jeanette Prado, the host of Happiness From Within. Her mission is to inspire over 1 billion people to find healing from within, to truly find that happiness from within yourself, to come out of the darkness and into the light. She is a certified holistic health coach, passionate about helping women to reverse chronic illness and also teaches Spanish, helping people to become fluent in three to six months. Welcome, Jeanette. Hi, how are you? I'm good, I'm glad you're here. So I'm really excited about this particular topic uh, because we're talking about something I rarely talk about and that is physical healing, right? So healing your body from within is this incredible topic that has had a profound uh, effects on my life, right? So I really connect to this topic and I cannot wait to get to talk to you about it. Before we get right into the topic, uh, tell us a little bit about you and your business and what you've got going on. Yeah, absolutely. I am a holistic health coach and I also teach Spanish. You might be wondering why so much. <laughs> so as a Virgo, um, you don't have to be a Virgo. I just, over the years, I've been trying to figure out like what my passion is, right? And those two things are helping people to um, reverse chronic illness because this is something that I've personally done in my life, reversing uh, more than 30 plus symptoms and now in a much healthier place. Uh, doctors told me that um, I would never be able to heal my body, that I wouldn't be able to walk anymore. And I said, watch me. And the Spanish aspect of it comes because my father is from Mexico. And I've just always really loved teaching other people. I really love the one-on-one. -on -one. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. So that's where my two passions come from. Nice. Really nice. Um, I, I love that you got right into this idea of uh, chronic illness so um, can you, you know, as much as you're comfortable, let us know about what that healing journey has looked like for you. Yeah, absolutely. So it actually started at a very young age. From the time I hit puberty, I started to gain a lot of weight. Um, I didn't know why. I think a lot of it had to do with emotional but as the years went by going into my 20s into college, I started to develop um, actually a lot of chronic illness symptoms. I studied music when I was in college. I was very fortunate to get into a conservatory of music. And um, yeah, I just I was a clarinetist ever since I was 11 years old and I really wanted to study music. And so I honestly didn't think I'd get into the conservatory, but I did. That was all the workings of the universe. I, you know, I really struggled a lot in college. You know, it was really, I did really well in high school, but in college, yeah, I mean, I had to work triple hard. You know, it's it's a whole nother ball game because you're competing with other people that probably at the top of their class in high school, right? So, but anyways, to go back to the, the chronic illness. So what had happened was I, I almost had to take 
almost like a whole semester off from playing. That was really, really difficult for me. I mean, I was only 21 years old. You can imagine being 21 and already starting to have pain in your body. I mean, it's, that's just not normal, right? I used to question a lot of things. And um, at the time I was introduced, one of my best friends, uh, she started introducing me to supplements and and uh, really incredible company. So that was actually my part-time job is I would sell supplements to make extra money. And actually the products really did help me a lot. But the problem was, is like, I wasn't getting to the root of the issue, right? Again, I would always question, well, there has to be a way to heal myself with food. I always believe going back to mother nature, right? And so, but I continued to take the supplements because they actually did help me to uh, be able to play the next semester, right? Because in order to graduate from music school, you got to play your instrument or sing, right? <laughs> okay. So thankfully, the, the, the supplements on some level is was helping me to heal, right? And so... Um, what had happened after I graduated, I, um, again, started to question about the food. You know, I started to do more research. And um, what happened was, is I started to get more symptoms, right? I started to have more of the lower back pain. It's just like as, as the years started to go by, I started to get just symptoms that I didn't understand, right? From also the time I was 21, I started taking medication, for allergies and everybody thought that was normal but no that's not normal right um society will tell you otherwise so anyway fast forward uh when i was 28 my i'm 43 now i'm not embarrassed to tell you my age <laughs> um so yeah when i was 28 i um i started to um experience really weird symptoms in my left knee specifically and i didn't know exactly what was going on so just to back up a second, in college, make a long story short, I fell down some stairs. It wasn't a lot of stairs. It was like three or four. But still, that event in my life really took a pivot because I wasn't after that, I wasn't able to run as, as much as I used to. In, in high school, I was a varsity um, cross-country runner. So you can imagine being a runner and working out in the gym. It was just like all taken away from you. Right. So it was like a really drastic. That was like my outlet. Right. But, you know, obviously I could still walk. I mean, I did struggle for a little bit, but the doctors are like, here, here's some crutches. We don't know what's wrong with you. Great. Thank you. Thank you. you know? <laughs> and so uh, what happened after that is um, I went to see a knee doctor in 2008 and they told me, you have this rare condition. Now, we the only way to get rid of it is to have surgery. I said, okay, well, thank you so much. I'm going to just leave it. I'm good, right? But fast forward, um, about a few years later, I was at a conference, um, and my le leg literally just blew up. Like, it just, whew. imagine you're walking, and then all of a sudden your leg just gets, I mean, literally, I'm not kidding you, inflammated like this. I mean, it was really, really scary. And anyway, I went to get an opinion from another doctor, and He's like, yeah, you have like, literally it was like this big, this huge cyst in the back of my knee. And I was like, okay, well, at least I know what's going on. Yeah, I did freak out a little bit, but I was just like, man, how the heck am I going to get rid of this cyst? You know, he says, you have two options. You can either get surgery or you can continue to struggle since you can still kind of walk. Right. You know, when you're young, you know, when you're just like, you can move around, you know, you just don't think about these things. Right. And so for nine months, I tried to do alternative treatments. I was even 
ordering medicine, medicine from as far as Indonesia. I was talking to a doctor over there. I mean, I was willing to do anything and everything, changing my diet. I was trying to understand where the cyst was coming from and just so much research, right? I was like, like Google was like my Bible, right? And I would get different books. And so anyway, after nine months, um, I decided to finally get the surgery. It was a really big decision because the doctor said, probably after the surgery, you might not be able to walk. And they have to tell you that, right? Because they, it was a very evasive surgery. I mean, literally the back of my knee, they had to like kind of curve. As you guys know, there's a lot of nerves there, just like in our fingers. There's so many nerves, right? We touch things all the time, right? Well, in our knees too, right? There's Our knees are very, very sensitive. And you're telling me as a 31-year-old that you're going to cut the back of my knee? Like, that's scary for anyone. But I, I decided to just go ahead and do the surgery. And um, it was actually a very successful surgery. I got one of the top doctors here in Los Angeles. And um, so then what happened after that, right? Um you know, I was hobbling around, you know, of course I went to my physical therapy and I recovered. It took probably like six months of like intensive physical therapy. That's usually what it takes, you know, but I was able to walk. I mean, I was hobbling, but like to walk. Okay. I mean, it took probably like three, four weeks, you know, but you know, it was just extremely like very, very painful. Right. I remember when they took the cast off and I had looked at the back of my knee, which probably was not a good idea. But I, I just broke down. I broke down and cried because I saw this nasty, like, I mean, horrific, right? Like, sorry if I'm getting emotional, but just, it was really traumatizing. I was like, man, I'm not going to have beautiful legs anymore. I know that might sound selfish, but no, but I was just like, okay, we got through this, you know? There's something that happens though, when we, when for, particularly when we're children, and we grow up and we have these bodies and we're going through life. I mean, I think it's worth speaking about that, that emotional element because it happens for everybody. That there is a day that we wake up and go like, huh, this isn't what it used to be. And sometimes people are older when it happens and sometimes they're quite a bit younger. My, my late husband had uh, massive scarring on his uh, arm and, and back from an accident when he was two and a half, right? And it shaped his whole self-conception. So like we really do identify with these bodies in a, in a pretty significant way. It's not, it's not uh, something to, to be pushed aside, I think in, in any case, um, when we, we have to make a permanent alteration of some sort and we make the best choices we can, but then we end up in a place where we go, wow, something's different than it used to be, right? That's, that's a lot. So um, one thing I want to add is um, I do have a spiritual aspect to my practice. So um, I actually practice Buddhism, not the type of Buddhism where you pray to some statue. But I really want to share about that briefly, if that's okay. Um, there's, a, there's a phrase that we chant. It's called Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. And basically, when you say these words, you tap into the highest potential that you already have in your life. Basically, it's just based on each person tapping into their happiness a potential that's already there and you're just bringing out what's already there, you know? So anyway, I want to say that because I really have to give a lot of credit to my Buddhist practice, right? And whatever you believe in is beautiful, right? You go to what you believe, but I really want to share that because it's really molded me into the person that I am. I do, I have done definitely meditation and a lot of other beautiful things. You have to see what works for you, but this is something that I've been doing 
for more than 16 years and it's really helped me a lot. So moving forward, you know, I, I continue to uh, use my Buddhist practice to continue to chant for the wisdom, like what to do, right? Because this event was like really, really traumatic for me. But the thing I love about Buddhism is like you take responsibility for your life. Nobody is a victim. You're a victor, right? And so anyway, fast forward. So I was okay for a few years. Actually, it was pretty amazing. I was able to start getting back on my bike again. I wasn't running, right? But I did get to that point after, I don't know, maybe like six months, right? I was able to start riding a bike again. Um, but remember I told you in 2000, what was it, 2008? Yeah, the doctor told me I had that rare condition, right? So I, I started to have pain again in 2014. And then I go to the doctor again, a different doctor. And he, well, they had to recommend me to another doctor because... Anyways, I saw another doctor and he's like, oh, so you had surgery in the back of it. Now you're having issues in the front of your knee. I thought, oh, how beautiful. <laughs> At the time it wasn't beautiful, but right. I just, I'm in a point now where I can share my story and, you know, really to inspire other people because that's what it's about, right? So because of what I had gone through before, right, I was just like, let's just do the surgery. Let's get it over with, right? Now, to be honest with you, I look back, that's one of the one regrets that I do have, to be honest with you. I think that surgery was not necessary. It was a very minor surgery. They did actually orthoscopic in the front of my knee. And because um, I remember when I asked him, I was like, are you going to have to cut the back of my leg again? Because I was like, I can't go through that again. He's like, well, I'm not really sure yet. I was like, he's like, you'll find out when you wake up. I was like, oh, great, because he's like, if you have that condition again in the back of your knee, we might have to go back there. So I really, I use my spiritual practice to really, um, there's this thing called karma, right? Um, basically, you can look at it however you want, but in Buddhism, we look at it as like a repeated events. But what's amazing is when you chant Nomi Horengikyos, you can actually change your karma this lifetime. You don't have to wait 10,000 lifetimes. So the way I see this, I actually want to share this with you. You're going to literally get goosebumps with what I'm about to share you. So when I was in my 20s, 26, I actually saw a shaman. And I don't really like to go back too much to um, like past lives. But she told me very, and you can take this however you want, but it's just, it, it literally will give you goosebumps what I'm about to tell you. She told me in some other past life, right, that I was a man and that I was really sick. And guess what I was sick from? My legs, she told me I was 18 years old and I was super sick and I was the provider of the family and I only lived to be like 50 something. But so again, I know this sounds crazy, but just bear with me here. Okay. There's a good ending to the story. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, this is definitely really heavy karma. You know, like it doesn't matter what happened, what causes the important thing is, is we can only live now in the moment. Right. So I was like, okay. You know, I don't focus on like, oh, what do I need to do to change my karma? All I know is if I chant Nomi Horengekyo, it's changing, right? So what was interesting, after that surgery, it was another successful surgery. I woke up, and the first thing I did was to reach behind my leg to see if they had cut anything. And guess what? They didn't. So I said, that's, that's a big step, right? I said, they only had to do the orthoscopic, right? So anyway, moving forward, what happened between 2014 and 2018 was um, a lot more <laughs> crazy, crazy uh, traumatic things with my knees. So I was telling you that surgery, I really regretted it because when you start dealing now with the front of the knee and then you're dealing with scar tissue and things from the back of the knee, 
it's most likely going to cause like a range of motion issue, right? So this is the good news. I could still walk, right? But I could only bend my knee about 30 degrees, which is not very far. Now, different jobs and things that I had, I always had to have my legs elevated. And you have to understand, I couldn't even drive, okay? I was taking the bus and standing and sitting. I mean, you can imagine it was... It was literally hell and high water, to be really honest with you. But you know what? I had to go through all that to learn what I needed to learn. So this is what happened. In, um, in 2018, I met another really amazing doctor. He had actually done surgery specifically for this rare condition that I had. So this condition that I used to have, one in a million people get this condition. It's a very rare condition. Now, also to share with you guys, um, there's actually... A lot of people out there that struggle with chronic illness in America, again, this is just an estimate, I think, from like five years ago, so the numbers are probably higher. In America, there's about 250 million people that struggle with some form of chronic illness. Now, you might be asking, well, what is chronic illness? It could be headaches. It could be you have an addiction to coffee because you're, you're having low chronic fatigue, right? Um, it could be lower back pain. All those things are actually considered chronic, believe it or not. And people think it's the norm and it's not the norm. If you look at people from like almost a hundred years ago, people weren't drinking coffee a hundred years ago. They weren't. Anyways, that's a subject for another day. But all I can just tell you is that there's an epidemic of chronic illness and it's rising, right? That's why I've made it my mission that I, I specifically want to help women, you know? So anyway, going back to the story, 2018, I went to see another doctor and I said, so what's going on with my knee, right? I said, I can walk, but I said, I'm always having extreme pain. So the thing with PVNS, remember I told you when my leg blew up back like many years. So it causes, it wraps around the joints and it causes severe inflammation. That's the fun part of it. No, it's not fun, but I can joke about it now because it's gone, right? So anyway, 2018, they took, this was probably like my fifth MRI, like crazy, right? They said, okay, so you have the PVNS, but it's spreading. I was like, okay, I already knew he was going to tell me surgery. So he did say, you can either keep it or we can do the surgery. But the fact that he actually had experience doing surgery with people with this condition, I was like, wow, right place, right time. Right? I found it's rare to find a doctor to that hat that does that because again, one in a million people get this condition. It's very rare. Right? So anyway, I decided to do the surgery. And I made a vow to myself when I, in my spiritual practice, I said, I made a vow. I said, this is it. No more surgeries after this. That's it. They did the surgery. After the surgery, it was extremely successful. The surgery took like almost two to three hours. It was crazy. It was like a very evasive surgery, right? Um, he said, um, I was after the surgery, I actually recovered pretty well. I did also did do six months of very intensive um, physical therapy. Um, but I was able after that, uh, within like two to three months, I was able to bend my leg from 30 degrees to 180 degrees. So basically I was back to normal. Like how the heck is that even possible, right? Well, all I can tell you is that, I mean, like I said, I owe a lot of it to my Buddhist practice. I really do, you know? Um, but also, I mean, it's definitely mindset, right? Like, I mean, as you can hear my story, I've gone through hell and high water and I share that with you from a place of strength, right? Everybody has their own story, right? 
And so what I can tell you though, I went to see my doctor. It's been five years since I've had that surgery. I went to see my doctor just to have a checkup and, um, you know, still because of all that trauma that I've gone through with my knee, of course, it's normally human nature to think you still have that condition, right? I mean, as you can see, I'm, I'm sitting regular now. I actually don't need to elevate my legs anymore, but still part of me thought there still probably is a little bit of that condition in my knee. There's no way that it's just completely gone, right? And so actually just to back up, 2020, this is really important, okay? In 2020, I was actually introduced to uh, medical medium information um, just to tell you a little bit. So medical medium, also known as Anthony Williams, he's actually helped over like millions of people all over the world with chronic illness. Okay. I tell you, you know, I I've tried so many different things. I finally came to understand after 20 years, uh, Donna Lynn, I came to finally realize what this root cause was happening in my knee. And so I, you probably saw me drinking celery juice. <laughs> You're basically just taking food and you're healing your body. Remember from college, I was like, there has to be a way. Well, guess what? I finally was like, this resonates with me. I've been doing the medical medium protocols for about three years now. So check this out. I go to see my doctor and obviously I can feel in my body that I'm doing better, right? Ever since the surgery, but especially five years later, that's a long time, right? So... He's like, I don't think that condition is back because I he checked my knee and everything was fine. But so that's the story, guys. I completely healed my body of this condition. I'm not saying I still don't have struggles with some certain things, but man, compared to where I was, like I have my life back now. Right. And that's why I've made it my mission to um, I have a podcast as Donalyn had, uh, you know, if you're interested in listening, if it resonates with you uh, called happiness from within, it's it's just really it's, it's, it's really about um, inspiring other people through interviews, right? To help you come out of the darkness into the light. Um, I, from time to time, do you do solo cast also? But, but yeah, that's where I'm at, you know? I know that was kind of long, but <laughs> thank you. That um, is my story, you know? And, and it never stops, you know? Every day I still continue to develop myself. I think it's important. Because if we're not growing, we're dying, right? There's that saying. So I really hope that touched your heart in some way. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, let's let's talk a little bit about how did the happiness and the healing coordinate for you? As a child, you know, I like many people, you know, I I came from um, you know, I was molested as a child, you know, and went through a lot of trauma with that. And um and then going into like high school and college, like, you know, of course there were happy moments, but I just just a lot of depression, anxiety, right? And um, overcoming a lot of that. You know, I can really tell you that I am happy now. I know a lot of people, are you really happy? Yeah, I am, but it's still something I work on every day. I mean, I think we all do, right? But to answer your question, because I've overcome so much, right? Um, I was in the shower one day. I literally, this was after my surgery. It was like a year later after my surgery. I was like, it just hit me. I was like, happiness from within. I was like, I don't know why it just the name resonated and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to build a business around happiness from within. And you want to hear another really interesting story. So when I was trying to get the website for happiness from within, this was during the pandemic, they wanted like $2,500. I was like, dang, I guess a lot of people want that website. But I was like, you know what? I'm determined. I wrote down on a piece of paper. I actually have my vision board here right behind me, um, in front of me here. Um, 
I was like, I'm going to get that website happiness from within. So only about like three, four months ago, because I would constantly go on to GoDaddy. So now I am actually the official owner of happiness from within. I only got it for one penny. <laughs> but it was meant to be, right? Just because like, I was like, I'm meant to have happiness from within now, right? Um, anyways, it's just, you know, when you have a passion and desire to do something, right? When you find it in your heart, right? Everything is energy, right? If we are vibrating at a low energy, we're going to attract negative energy. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. If you're complaining, complaining, guess what? You're probably going to get stuck at every red light, right? I get it. We all have bad days. Trust me. I'm not happy hundred percent of the time. It's, it fluctuates all throughout the day, right? But it's how we respond, right? To situations, right? I'm not saying I don't get upset. Are you kidding me? I get upset. I get frustrated. I get happy because we're human. We're not robots, you know? So I, I just, for those listening, like, I don't want you to think, oh, happiness for me. And she's happy all the time. No, heck no. I'm human just like you guys, you know? So, yeah. So, um, let me ask you, how did you get exposed to the concept of Buddhism? Oh yeah. Great question. So my best friend, uh, her name's Diana. I met her when I was taking a college class at a community college here in Los Angeles. Um, and I was just, as humans, we observe people, right? I was observing her in class. We were taking a computer class and she kept talking about having her own business. And to be honest, I got kind of jealous. I was like, she's 21 years old. She doesn't have her own business. Like, what is that about? Right? So anyway, um, make a long story short, I approached her and I was like, I was just curious, what do you do? You know? And, and she was the one that actually introduced me to that company, the supplement company. Right. And as we became friends, she started telling me about her Buddhist practice. And I was actually for five years, I was completely against it because I came from a background of very strict Catholic. And I think in college I practiced Christianity. I was trying different things. Right. <laughs> and, but what happened was she started, I used to go to meetings, right. They have a happiness philosophy meetings, right. Um, they're not temples. They're just, we have dialogue and we get together and we talk about this Buddhism, people share their experiences. It really is a lot of happiness. It's really, really beautiful. Um, anyway, so I started seeing her life changing and I was like, how did you overcome that? She's like, oh, chanting Nam Myoho Renge I was like, that's crazy. How can you chant words and be happy? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like I pray to God. She's like, that's fine. You can still pray to God. You just be a better human being. But see, I was in a very, you have to understand, I was in a very, very dark place, right? And but she still believed in me, you know? And, and so anyways, after, it wasn't until after college when I hit a very low point in my life that I just decided to give it a try. And just to answer your question, what happened was um, I started chanting on Miharengakyo and I just started to feel a sense of hope, right? I went from hell to feeling hope. That's still a step, right? Because there's a saying, one of my favorite philosophers, Robin Sharma, he says, small incremental steps lead to stunning results. I'm going to say it again. Small incremental steps lead to stunning results. See, a lot of time we're trying to make it to the mountaintop and we don't realize like the mountaintop is not going to be smooth. You're going to have rocks. You're going to have trees. You're going to have snakes. You're going to have bears, you know, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, right? <laughs> Anyways, but you know what I mean? Like, 
If it was a smooth slope, you would fall back down. But we have to realize, even when you do make it to the top of the mountain, guess what? There's another mountain. It doesn't, we think we want to get to this like one place, but that's not how it is. That's not how life is. Like we all go through things in life, whether it's financial relationships, right? There's always somebody that has it worse. I met a girl, I met an Uber driver. She had four surgeries on her left knee. Guess what? She had worse than I did. Four surgeries? I had three, but guess what? She had four. And we dialogued together, you know? So my so to answer your question, yeah, it was just, I was seeing her life change and I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And I just want to say this too, okay? One of the reasons, because I have a lot of people that ask me this, like, why do you keep practicing this Buddhism? Because the thing is, is like, whatever your religion is, and I, we respect all religion, okay? All right? Is if you are whatever you're doing your religion, praying, right? Whether you're chanting or you're meditating, do you do it just to do it or do you want to do it to see results? I would say all hands go up because you want to see results, okay? One thing I can promise you, and I, I say this with confidence because I've been doing this for so long and I've seen other people's life, but when you chant Nomi Horengeku, I guarantee you that you will see results. Like you, there's no way that you're not going to see proof. I mean, that's all I can tell you. I mean, I started to see my life dramatically start changing, right? Like if you would have known me, like if you asked my friend Diana who I was back in like 2006, like Jeanette was a completely different person, right? I had no confidence in myself. I was, you know, a little bit shy too, you know, but I'm just like now, right? I mean, I never thought I'd have a podcast like speaking and encouraging other people with interviews. No way. Honestly, I didn't, I think if I didn't have my Buddhist practice, I don't know, maybe I'd be in a wheelchair right now. I know it sounds crazy, but you know, I like to be crazy. You know, we're all different and unique, but everybody has their unique journey, right? It's never about comparing, right? There can never be a better you than you. That is so great. Thank you so much for coming here and sharing so much of your personal story. And we are at our time now, and I would love it if you could let people know how they can get in touch with you. We will, of course, link it on all the platforms. So whatever platform you're listening on at this moment, just look around and find the links. Uh, but let us know how can everybody get in touch with you and keep up with what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, please actually follow me on my uh, YouTube. If you just type in um, happiness from within, um, you can actually find all my links there. And uh, yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's happiness from within now. But again, just type in happiness from within now and uh, you'll find me. And it's on all major platforms. You can find it. Super. And you, of course, have a website as well. Uh, JeanettePrado.com. Yes. Super. Well, thank you again for coming here today and talking with us. And I want to thank all of our listeners today and tell you that I'll be back next week.